Hello and welcome to our Tag One Team Talk on Laravel. From the evolution of monolithic applications to the revolution of fully decoupled systems, I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director at Tagwon Consulting, and I'm joined today by Laszlo Horvath, one of our senior software engineers. Today's talk is broken down into three segments. This is part three. We're going to be talking about the future of application development in Laravel. Be sure to check out part one, the overview of Laravel, and part two, the challenges with monolithic applications and fully decoupled systems and finding that middle ground, which led up to this segment here. Um, Laszlo, thanks again uh, for joining us. Um, you know, you, you kind of started to get into this middle ground of, of applications at the end of the last segment. Um, you know, tell me a little bit more about, you know, where things are starting to go, you know, where you see, you know, things. Yeah, sure. So uh, I think the, the, the core people at Laravel recognize that, uh, doing things in in like sort of a component way is a, is a good idea to creating components and everything even even in the early stages of blade templates in laravel it was fairly easy to create reusable components that you could reuse across the board of course these components didn't have any logic in them maybe some you know again validation things like that but they couldn't contain any logic but there were certainly things that you could reuse all across your, your uh, templates that you rendered. And then uh, like Vue.js became popular. And since Vue.js is very, very lightweight, you don't need, it doesn't need a lot of time to, to initialize and, and to be, to, to like generate on the, on, the, on the front end. So they started, um, they did a, a complete integration of Vue.js that was uh, some time ago already. So it's not, it's not that new. But uh, the, the, the early Vue.js integration is Laravel was, was really brilliant because you could use Vue.js components that you that you write in the front end. So, so you wouldn't create like a, a, a wholly decoupled application. You would just take from Vue.js what's good in there. So you would create a component. You can have business logic in that component. You can do like a, a bunch of things that, that are really great, like on a single page, you just do it. You can have everything that you do on that page inside of this component. But then if you like uh, follow a, a link to somewhere else, you open another page, you're gone. And then you open up another component. And this was, this was very good. It was sort of counterintuitive to the whole uh, decoupled movement because now you have like, okay, you have Vue.js, which is basically a front-end framework that should help you develop single page applications and progressive web applications. And now you want to initialize it every time you do a, a page load, you know. So it, it was kind of kind of counterintuitive for me as well. But you know, after you start using it, you you get like, ah, okay, now I understand why they did this because you know you you don't have to include jQuery, you don't have to include all these other libraries or whatever. You don't need to like freelance for libraries. You don't need to find them. You basically get what Vue.js gives you. Which is like a nice structure, structured way of, of uh, developing components, and you fully integrate it and uh, like really integrate it into Laravel. So you don't need to take care about anything else. You still write controllers. You still use the whole MVC setup that it offers. You still know where to put what, and it was working very nicely. And uh, it was like the thing thing that we mentioned in the in the part one, it still felt like a Laravel experience. So it still felt like, yeah, it's whatever I do, I do it quickly. So I don't need to 
I don't need to take care of, of bundling. I don't need to do whatever, you know, uh, install, I don't know how many modules in NPM. I don't need to create Webpack. I don't need to do anything. I just jump in and, and do it. And it was, this was kind of the turning point, at least as far as I can see, because I was here for the whole ride. I sort of can identify this as the turning point in where, like how, how we got to the other things that are happening now, like to the, to the new movements, new stacks that are now becoming mainstream in, in the Laravel community, um, which is really interesting when you can, you can look at it from this perspective. So, you know, somebody was not afraid to disrupt this and say like, okay, cool, this Vue.js thing is cool, but let's not use it the standard way. Let's use it like this. You know, somebody had the courage and, and also the vision to do that for, and that's really cool for me because, you know, you, you see a tool and then you think, oh, it's a hammer, you keep hitting the nails and then somebody's like, oh, but I can, you know, paint a picture with this. <laughs> and then we end up with, with, you know, maybe that thing is not so helpful, but, you know, we, we go in a different direction and then something really helpful comes from it, so. I just saw this amazing video the other day of a, an artist with a hammer who shatters glass to make these insanely awesome like portraits. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, so, you know, I don't know, the hammer is pretty amazing. <laughs> it can do a lot of things. Not everything, not everything has to be a nail. This is for me as a software developer, you know, growing up and starting out. So whenever you learn something new, when you're younger, you're like, oh yeah, and I cannot do this and this. And you try to, do, to hit everything with that hammer but it's not really working so for me this always comes in mind you know and especially when when looking at it from from this distance now totally so you know proven to be a successful model to date um how is this going to evolve like where do you see this ecosystem going are there you know new ideas are, are there things that people are playing with I, I know there's a lot of stacks out there you know, what do you see as, you know, the, the future well, direction? The, there are not two dominant stacks in, in the community uh, that are, that have like crystallized themselves from, from all this. And it's interesting because you can see traces of, of really totally different technologies in them. So you can see a bit of like how ASP.NET used to work. Uh, you can see, you know, I don't know if, if the listeners know like Google Web Toolkit and how that used to work. <laughs> so all these kind of different things that were that were kind of, uh, you know, mixed in like ideas taken from those, either on purpose, somebody knew how that worked and thought it was a good idea, or it's really an accident. And then we just came like a full circle back, but maybe with, with a better understanding and maybe a better methodology this, this time around. So because there were some approaches that were similar in, in, the, in the past, but it was always like with ASP.NET, we had like huge problems with, with performance, huge page loads, you know, uh, browsers dying and, and things like that, which was, which was really a, a big issue. But part of that, like saving the state maybe in the browser was, was taken in LiveWire, which is a, a pretty cool uh, uh, Laravel extension that should be in the next version also independent of, of backend framework, but currently it's, it's really fully integrated into Laravel and it's really neat to use, but it, it takes advantage of, of this. And then you have like, um, you know, this idea of maybe injecting between the communication of, of the front end and the backend with, with 
which which is done by inertia. So you basically code your backend code like you do it uh, regularly, and you just use use this this extension, this library, which is a JavaScript library, and also has a, a, a Laravel extension. And then you don't need to think about it, and you still get a, a, an SPA. So it's it's really interesting. Like, uh, but that was also used already by Google Web Toolkit, where you would basically write Java code with, within your Java project. And then you just compile it to JavaScript, and and it it calls, it does RPCs or or, or API calls or whatever you defined, and it was still like a, a, an experience with with a, with a normal, a native application. And you know this is again now moving in this direction, but now with totally different uh, methodologies and different technologies. So the two predominant uh, technologies that are or stacks that that have uh, come out now are the it's like a acronyms built so it stands for Vue.js, inertia laravel and tailwind css and like really that that just speaks for itself it uses Vue.js as the as the uh, javascript library for for doing the front end part so you can basically as as with with this hybrid that that laravel did with integration with Vue.js, you can just create components you can you can really create a full component with with all the logic that an encapsulated comp component let's call it like that with the logic that it contains and then uh, you use inertia to to basically uh, link link them together so to speak uh, it's, it's a bit harder to explain but uh, so so that you can create it like an spa and without needing to do routing in laravel or it actually supports react as well so you don't need to pull in uh, Vue.js routing, you can basically do your routing in, in Laravel as, as you would always do with all the middleware, with all the security checks, with everything that you normally do, you, it just injects itself into it. So it's really, really a helpful tool. What uh, then, inertia, just in case people aren't familiar with it? It's actually a, a Laravel extension and a JS library that's that's uh, help, helping out in, in this regard. So it, it, it basically acts as a, as a routing medium uh, between the front end and the back end. And it does a, a lot of other helpful things as well, but this is like uh, bluntly said, not to dive too deep into, into details. Then of course, L stands for Laravel, which is like the, the base for the whole thing. And T stands for Tailwind CSS because uh, Tailwind is really big now in the Laravel community, which I really endorse and support because I love using it. Uh, and I know that other people at Tagwon also love using it, and I never want to do CSS again. <laughs> I want to use Tailwind all the time. <laughs> Just kidding, but I'm I'm really in, enjoying this experience, and uh, you know, this this again speaks to that to that, that that we discussed earlier, where you know you you have to have different hats. So you're now a developer. You have your developer hat, and then you take it off. You, you take another hat and then now you're a designer, you know, because with CSS, it's, it's again, it's different. You're not an engineer now, you, you deal with pixels and, you know, and you have to have an extensive knowledge of it because I think like generally development is, or software development is like the, the, the fastest branch, the fastest evolving uh, type of work that you can do. So you need to be, you know, keep up with the changes almost on a daily level. You know, I, I know I do reading like every day, after I'm done with work or going to bed or whenever I have a bit of spare time, I like to do some reading and you need to do it to, to keep up with everything that's changing. And this is again, you know, speaking to, okay, now I need to know CSS and with Tailwind, you don't need to be that good in it. It just takes away a bunch of stuff for you. And it's really efficient and super cool. And, you know, 
also new, which is which is which is a benefit for it. But I like I like that it's it's really integrated in, in the Laravel community, and I think that's that will be a great benefit in the future. So these four together uh, allow you to to it's called like acronym is built, but you have like a, a stack that you can choose which can basically cover any need you have. So whatever type of application you want to write, you're able to do it with, with this stack. Uh, and I did, but I did some apps, but they, they were smaller. So think of apps that you can finish in a month. So it, for me, for, I wouldn't say it's battle tested for me, out of my perspective. I know people have been doing much more complicated stuff with it. So I cannot speak from personal experience. I can only say it was a pleasure. To, to work with it. I didn't go uh, a lot outside of, of the things that it promises it can do. So I'm not really sure now, okay, if you get to an uncomfortable situation where you cannot wait, how do I solve this? That you will be able to quickly find an answer. But for everything I needed, it was great. It was cool. And I, I liked using it. Awesome. So, yeah. like classes of applications, right? There's you know, so having an asset where you can quickly bang out a pretty solid application in a month yeah. is an amazing tool, but it's really good to point out that, you know, uh, it remains to be seen yet, at least from our perspective, that it can scale to, you know, yeah. you know, top level enterprise needs, but we're hopeful based on our experience and, yeah. and hope we get an opportunity to do that yeah. on project soon. Yeah. Uh, Tailwind has been amazing. Like I, I've had it on a couple of projects that I've been involved with, uh, not just with Laravel, but also with Drupal. And um, it really, like on the Drupal side, one of its capabilities that I think differentiates it as a platform is what's called site building. The ability for like business users to, you know, point and click together everything from data types to entire pages and views. And that sort of fell short of sort of the look and feel. And by integrating Tailwind into that, we were able to kind of take site building the last mile and give these business users control over that last component. So it, it's been yeah. uh, it's been really cool to see. It is um, it, it's it's a really it's a really great tool. Um, yeah. What is the uh, you mentioned that there were two stacks? Uh, there's yeah. Zilt, and then uh, what, what's the other stack? So the other stack, the acronym for it is Tall. T-A-L-L, so it stands for Tailwind CSS again. So the predominant uh, component is the Tailwind CSS. Then you have Alpine JS. So Alpine JS is like a, it's like a mini front-end framework. So think of like Vue.js and React, but on a really small scale. So it's it just has a couple of directives that you can inject into your HTML that do intercept and do things for you. And that's basically it. So you, it's not supposed to be this, mega tool that helps save the world is there just to do its own its thing and to help out and and that's it so things like you know uh, binding data creating quick javascript components or, or classes in the front end uh, intercepting like on change events uh, uh, you know and injecting values things like this so it's it's very simple it's like a, it started out as a helper for livewire and then it evolved into into its own thing so as I said, it's really a cool thing because, you know, I think everything starts out as a small toolkit for something and then it's like explodes into something maybe entirely different or it just implodes. <laughs> and in this case, so Alpine really stayed really in its lane. It, it's really just 
doing what it's supposed to do. So it doesn't add any unnecessary complexity. It's it's not you know bloating up up the the resources of, of the browsers. It's not sending I don't know how much data from the backend. It's just doing what it's supposed to do. So it's it's really really neat. Then uh, we come to L. First L stands for Laravel, of course, as in, as in the, the framework that drives it all. And then L, the other L stands, uh, stands for LiveWire. So LiveWire is really interesting because uh, it, it has, <laughs> it's basically uh, like, uh, think of the two-way binding that you have with, with front-end components. So when you develop a, a Vue.js component, you have like a, I don't know, a date field, a date picker, you select a date, and then in, in the code in, in, in your component, you have like, okay, now you know that you have a date selected. So LiveWire has this, but it actually notifies you in the, on the backend side, on the server side. So it basically takes care of all this communication between the browser and the server. So you can develop components as if you were really on the, on, on the client side, but you actually do work in PHP. And again, you have all, all the benefits of middleware, all the security benefits, everything that goes with it. It just hides this interface for the developers. You don't need to take care of it. You don't need to think about it. You just know it works. And what's what's really cool, actually, <laughs> so really interesting thing is like back in 2008, I actually implemented something similar because I switched from uh, doing .NET to doing PHP. And then I loved some of the things that uh, ASP.NET did. And I developed it in php so it, of course it was clumsy it was a mess it was <laughs> unusable but uh, it was a similar methodology to, to what livewire does so basically you know it's really it's really cool because it hides all of this complexity for you and on top of that it has type safety it has it has benefits of of, of all the modern php features that are offered and take away all the clutter that you would otherwise have to take care of yourself. So basically every backend call is something that you would have to do yourself. In this case, it, it does it automatically. And uh, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool for that. And uh, with, what, what's really cool about it is if you do it properly, like you really have this feeling that you, you are using an SPA, so a single page application. And as a developer, you have, again, you have this really great thing where you just develop the way you would develop a monolithic application. You don't need to take care of, you know, you don't need to know a bunch of JavaScript constructs or TypeScript constructs that you would normally have to use. You don't need to take care of those things. You just have to know one technology and everything else is, is taken care of automatically. I was hoping that SPA meant spa. And that, that's what was helping me stay sane was a nice massage to <laughs> facilitate my efforts. <laughs> I think these days everybody would, would like to go to, to a spa or something. Restorative. Uh, Lazo, this is, this is so much fun. Uh, I, I learned a lot and I, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about this. Uh, for our listeners, be sure to check out part one, uh, the general overview of Laravel and part two, the challenges with monolithic apps and fully decoupled systems and, and finding this middle ground that we dove into in part three. Um, we'll put links in the show notes. If you like this talk, please remember to upvote, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Uh, please check out our past team talks at tagone.com slash tag team talks. And as always, we would 
love your input and feedback on this show as well as potential future topics. It's really rewarding to hear from you. So for the folks that have emailed us uh, or hit us up on, on different systems, I really appreciate it. Uh, it makes doing these so worthwhile. Uh, you can reach us at tagteamtalks at tagone.com. And again, thank you so much, Laszlo, for joining us. And thank you to all our listeners. We hope to see you again soon for the next talk. Take care, everybody. Bye.